Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for watching The Plain Sense. We ask that you pray for this ministry. We ask that you pray that God would receive the glory through this ministry. And also, God would save many souls for His own glory. Thank you for taking time and watching these episodes. I pray that these episodes are a blessing and encouragement to you. Today's episode is going to be on Knowing God, Part 2. Why should we know God? part two. Before we get into the episode, let's open with prayer. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Lord, for the blessings, Father, that you have poured in our lives. We thank you, Lord, most importantly, for saving us, for giving us the gift of salvation. Lord, we ask that you be with us and lead us and guide us in your word and lead us, Lord, in a way in your way, so that we may glorify you, O Father. We thank you, Lord, for all the things that you have done in our lives. I pray, Lord, for those who are struggling through illnesses and sicknesses, Lord. I pray that you touch them, heal them, and bless them, O Father. I pray for those who are struggling financially, O Father. I pray that you help them, O Lord. I pray for those who are eager to learn the Word of God and live a life uh, that glorifies you, Father. I pray that you help them, Father. I pray that you be with them and guide them, Father, so that they may know you and worship you, so that they may know you and share about you with others, so that they may bring glory to your lives, O oh, Father. We thank you, thank you, thank you for all the things that you have done in our lives. I pray that you be with this ministry and use this for your glory, O oh, Father. I thank you for giving me this opportunity, for using me in this way to reach many people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for all the things that you've done. We ask that you be with us. We ask that you receive the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In the previous episodes, we learned about God's revelation. We learned about the importance of knowing God and how God has revealed himself so that we may know him. So for example, God revealed himself through nature. God also revealed himself in scripture or through scripture and we've also learned that God revealed himself through his son and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so we learned that God has revealed himself through nature through scripture and also through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ knowing God is eternal life knowing God is eternal life how do I know that the Gospel of John 17, chapter 17, verse 3 says, This is eternal life. These are the words of Christ. This is the eternal life that they may know you, the only true God. Notice that, that they may know you, and it didn't say the true God, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. We're seeing two things here, right? This is eternal life. What is eternal life? That we may know God and also the one that he sent, that is Jesus Christ. In this verse, we learn two things. Knowing God is eternal life. I will repeat that again because we need to get this in our mind. Knowing God is eternal life. The second one, we can only know God in and through Jesus Christ. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. Knowing true God and knowing Jesus Christ is eternal life. So we can know God through and in Jesus Christ. We have also learned that we should know God. Why? Because that is the desire of God. 
We must know God because that is the desire of God. It's not about burnt sacrifices or offerings that we give. The desire of God, according to Hosea 6, 6, is to know Him. We must know God so that we may better worship Him, so that we know how to worship God. When we know God, obviously, we would worship Him as we ought to. And we must know God. Why? Because... We may not be carried away by insignificant and unnecessary things in life. There are many things that will occupy our minds and our lives. If we are not careful, they will lead us away from God. But when we know God, we would give attention and priority to the things of God. And the rest becomes secondary. The scripture clearly says, Seek ye the things of the kingdom, and the rest will be added. There is a command and there is a promise in that. Seek ye the things of the kingdom and the rest will be added. How can we seek the things of the kingdom when we don't know about the king of the kingdom? We must know God because that is a desire of God. We must know God so that we may worship him as the way we ought to. We must know God so that we may not be carried away by unnecessary things and go far away from God. So why should we know God? because that is eternal life. So throughout this series, we'll be focused on knowing God, learning about God, His being and attributes, His character. What is God like? As Christians, we must know God to full extent or to as much as we can. And I believe this is when we can be confident in our relationship with God. When we know God fully, we can be confident in Him fully again on the human level. And we will come to that in just a little bit. We must know God to the full extent on our human level so that we can have a confident relationship with our God that we claim is ours. So in order to know God, we must know God, not just about God, right? In order to know God, we must know of God, not just about God. We can learn about any subject in the world. We can learn about a machine, how it works. We can learn about a software, how it functions. We can learn about the hardware, how it functions. About the God that we claim we know. We can't just know about Him. We can't just have head knowledge and not put our heart in knowing Him. So in order to know God, we must know of God, not just about God. Anybody could learn about the God of the Bible. They can know about the God of the Bible but not the God of the Bible. So the question is, can we know God? The answer is yes. There are two things that we must know here. Number one, for us to know God, God must reveal himself to us. For us to know God, God must reveal himself to us. We will not know God fully. We will not know God fully, yet we must strive to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will not know God fully, yet we must strive to grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Two things we're looking here. One is, for us to know God, God must reveal Himself to us. For us to know God, we must grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, you may question, why is that? Why should God reveal himself for us to know him? The answer is simple. It's sin. Because of sin, God 
must reveal himself to us for us to know him. It is because of sin our minds are blinded and so we would never want God in our lives because of sin. Our minds are blinded so that we never want any relationship with God. Because of that sin, we want to live lives that will please us and keeps us away from God. That's what sin will do. That's what sin will make us do, to stay away from God. Now, when you recall reading the initial chapters of the Bible in the book of Genesis, when sin entered the world, it is not that the human beings, Adam and Eve, ran back to God and begged God to forgive and to restore the broken relationship between them. Because before sin, everything was wonderful. It was perfect, right? It was very good. If it's not perfect, it was very good. What happened after sin? They did not run to God and ask for forgiveness, ask, to, ask God to, to restore them, to fix this problem, and cried out to God saying, we have committed sin. We are sorry. Please help us. Please forgive us. Please take us back. Do we see any of that? When we read the initial chapters, all I see is complain. They want freedom, number one. Eve took the bite, took the fruit. She wanted freedom because obviously she was deceived. And we know Adam was right there. She gave it to him. He ate. And what happened? I haven't read one verse in Genesis 3 where these two people begged God for his mercy, begged God for his forgiveness, and asked him to restore the relationship immediately. That didn't happen. Instead, what we notice is that they hid themselves. Just like we read in the book of Samuel, Israelites hid themselves in the caves because of fear. They were hiding. And here, the term used for hide or they hid themselves is a reflexive, intensive, re reflexive term. There's so much of action, intensive action, and it's reflexive. Therefore, the text says they hid themselves. They were in a hurry. They were in a rush to hide themselves from the presence of the Lord. As soon as they disobeyed the command of God, as soon as they took the bite of that fruit, which they shouldn't have, they ran and they were hiding for themselves <laughs> to save themselves maybe. But they were hiding, just like Israel people hid themselves in caves when they're scared. God would have annihilated them simply on that same moment. But did that happen? Who came down to rescue them? Mankind didn't go to God, so God came down to rescue mankind. We see in that instant God's grace and God's mercy. And so because of this sin, God must make himself known to us. God must make himself known to us. And God made himself known to us through nature to begin with, right? What does Romans 1, 18 to 22 say? For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth willfully suppress the truth since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them the action is already done God has shown there is no excuse that's what we're going to read next for his invisible attributes that is his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world. God has revealed himself of who he is about him from the creation of the world, from the beginning of the days. Being understood through what he has made. As a result, what happens here? People are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him or show gratitude. 
Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened, claiming to be wise. They what? They became fools. So God revealed himself through nature. We don't have any excuse to make. We can't just look at God and say, hey, you didn't tell me who you are, so I don't know who you are. I don't even know that you exist. Well, that excuse doesn't work. God made himself known to the entire creation in the early days through nature. God made himself known through nature that it was clear. There is no excuse. So God must make himself known to us for us to know him and he made that through nature the second thing we're going to look at is god made himself know through the lord jesus christ or his son jesus christ in matthew eleven twenty seven, the text says all things have been entrusted to me by my father all things have been entrusted to me by my father no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal Him. No one knows the Father except the Son, and no one knows the Son except the Father. And what does the text say? Anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal Him. Through this text, that is Matthew eleven twenty seven, what we learn, the text indicates that Christ will reveal the Father to all who are willing to receive the revelation. To all who are willing to receive the revelation. Where do I say all? Some may say this, this is... Uh, uh, related to the elect only, not to all, but they are wrong. Why do I say all? Because in the next verse, Christ says, Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Come to me, all. He didn't restrict. It's an invitation to all. Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So this is a universal invitation. Matthew eleven twenty seven, The term rest here does not mean if you come to me, you can stop working and I'm going to take care of you. I know sometimes we may misread the text. The term does not mean that stop working for good. It means to cause someone to become physically refreshed, physically refreshed as a result of resting from work. Christ is going to refresh those who come to him or revive. It doesn't mean stop working for good and I'll take care of you. So let's not read into the text or get wrong meaning of the text. The term rest means Christ will refresh you. So here he says, All things have been entrusted to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. No one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son desires to reveal him. So the revelation, the invitation is given to all. Whoever is willing to receive the revelation, Christ will reveal it to him. So God revealed himself through nature, and here we see God revealed himself through the Son. And whoever is willing to receive that revelation, they're more than welcome. Christ is going to reveal the revelation to them. So for us to know God, God must reveal himself, and he did that. How? Through nature and through his Son. The action is already done. First Corinthians one twenty one says, For since in God's wisdom the world did not know God, through wisdom, God was pleased to save those who believe through the foolishness of what is preached. John 1.18, no one has ever seen God, the one and only Son who is himself God, who is that Christ Jesus, and is at Father's side. He has revealed him. For us to know God, God must reveal himself. The second point here is we will not know God fully. That is the key term, fully. We will not know God fully or completely. Yet we must strive hard to know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
We must grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Don't be alarmed by the statement that we cannot know God fully. Why can we not know God fully? Because we must be God to know God fully. In other words, we must be at His level to know Him at His level. Think about this. How can a finite being as us would know an infinite being as God? We are finite beings and God is an infinite being. How can a finite know the infinite? Therefore, we cannot know God fully besides what he has revealed of himself to us. Psalm 147.5 says, Our Lord is great, vast in power. His understanding is infinite. Great is our God, ESV translation says, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. We can't measure his understanding. There is no way. Psalm 139, 5-6, You have encircled me. You have placed your hand on me. This wondrous knowledge is beyond me. This is what the psalm is saying. This knowledge is beyond me. It is lofty. I am unable to reach it. 1 Corinthians 2, 10-12, the text says, Now God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit. Since the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God, for who knows a person's thought except his spirit within him. In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who comes from God, so that we may have or we may understand what has been freely given to us by God. You see, we are not able to fully or completely understand God. But again, this should not make us sad. This should not alarm us. This should not lead us to lose focus on knowing God that we cannot know God fully. Or this should not lead us to stray away from living for God. This is the devil's tactic. We need to be careful. Oh, listen, you cannot know God fully. So what is the point of trying to know Him to begin with? So forget it. You don't have to learn about Him because you're not going to know about Him. That is wrong. We can learn about Him. We can know about Him. In fact, He revealed Himself to us. But the truth is we cannot know him fully because we have to be at his level to know him fully. But the devil can use this tactic to try to discourage us. Try, try to, he may even try to lead us away from knowing God. He may say, guess what? You've been reading the Bible for the rest of your life. You're trying to grow in God. But by the end of the day, what do you know about God? You can hardly know about him because you cannot know about him. Well, that is a lie. That is a lie. Don't fall for the deception. Because human beings tend to fall for deception. We can learn that from the scripture. Instead of worrying that we may not know God fully, let us rejoice in the fact that our Creator God is not on our nasty level. He is not at our finite level. He is on another level. He is at a different level. He is beyond and above our level. He is just and holy. He is majestic. He is everlasting. What does Isaiah 55, 9 says? For as heaven is higher than earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. They're not on the same level, friends. Scientists and science have measured the distance between sun and the earth and also moon and the earth and so forth. But is there a measuring rod that we could measure the distance between earth and heavens? No. So see what the text says. For as heaven is higher than earth, we can't measure it. 
So my ways are higher than your ways, my thoughts than your thoughts. Job 26.14 says, These are but the fringes of his ways. How faint is the word we hear of him. Who can understand his mighty thunder? To an extent, we know from reading the scripture and from teachings that we hear and preachings that we hear, we know that God is love. We know the power of God. We know the nature of God. We know that He is holy. He is just. He is righteous. And He is the just judge and etc. We know a lot of things about God. But can we fully know any of these attributes completely? Our mind is so small to understand an infinite God. It's so small. Yet God has revealed Himself to us through his word, through the nature, through his son. So you may wonder, what is the point of knowing him at all? Now, this is a reasonable question, right? When we work hard in learning about him and trying to know of him, we also learn that we cannot fully know him. My suggestion here is we must change our thinking. We must change our mindset. Thank God that he made himself known to us as much as we are capable of knowing him. That's right. We must thank God. We are finite beings and he is infinite being. How can a little created being, a thing, can know an infinite being? Yet it is because of his grace we are able to know of him. We are able to know about him. And we must praise God for his gracious act of allowing us to know him. Know this, by not knowing God fully, we would never run out of knowledge of God. We would never run out of knowledge of God. There's always so much to learn about him there's more than plenty to know of god we would never get tired of studying the bible we would never get tired of meditation why because there's always much to learn god is an infinite being god's word would never get boring because we always have so many things to learn no matter how many times we hear the word preached there's always something new that we will learn god's word is fresh god's word is living so we would not run out of the knowledge of God. Psalm 139, 17 to 18 says, God, how precious your thoughts are to me, how vast their sum is. If I counted them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Paul encouraged the believers to grow in the knowledge of God. Colossians 1, 10, So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. We won't know fully about God, yet we must strive to grow in the knowledge of God. We must learn to know the Lord as a Christian. We may not know God fully, yet we must understand that and we must grow in the knowledge of God. To an extent we know God, yes, but to full extent we don't know God. We won't know God. That is a fact. Because simply God is an infinite being, we are finite. Yet Paul gives what? So that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and growing in the knowledge of God. He gives a call for these people to grow in the knowledge of God. Knowing God is eternal life. Keep that in mind. Don't forget that. We may not know Him fully, but don't be disgraced. Yet we must strive to grow in the knowledge of God. So however true this may be, we may still know God. The Bible tells us that God is love, that God is light, that God is spirit, God is just and righteous, and so on. We, of course, can know God. God did not abandon us from knowing Him. He revealed Himself to begin with, and He revealed Himself through the Scripture. He revealed Himself through His Son, Jesus Christ. Look at 1 John 5.20. And we know that the Son of God has come, and has given us understanding. 
And we know the Son of Man has come and given us understanding so that we may know the true one, so that we may know the true one. We are in the true one that is in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Who is true God and eternal life? Jesus Christ. Is it possible to know God? Yes. James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. We can't draw near to God with these negative points that he made. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts, you double-minded. But the point is, draw near to God and he will draw near you. Yes, we can know God. If you are a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, you should have passion and a desire to know the Lord. Do you have the passion and desire to know the Lord? Are you striving to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ? Or are you satisfied with what you know about God? Do you really have an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Or do you think you have it? Which one is it? If you are not a believer, believe in Him today so that you may have eternal life, so that you may know Him. Knowing God is eternal life. Knowing God must be the heartbeat of a Christian. Knowing God must be a heartbeat of the Christian. May God bless you. Thank you for watching The Plain Sense. We are so glad to be a part of this ministry. And it's all because of the grace of our Lord that we are able to continue this ministry. You would find today's episode available on our YouTube channel. That's Dr. Joel Madasu's YouTube channel. Please subscribe to it. Share it with all your family and friends and be a blessing to this ministry. And if you have any questions or concerns or any prayer requests, you can always feel free to write to us at support at joelmadasu.com. Thank you so much for watching Plain Sense. See you again at the same time on the same channel next week. Till then, please keep praying for it. God bless you.